0: locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A lot to get to on today's edition. We're going to talk some BYU football and basketball, some bracket madness put out by some national publications we'll talk about for both programs. Uh, Of course, today would have been the day the NCAA men's basketball tournament would have tipped off with BYU likely in action. We'll talk about that. We'll also get to some news about the transfer portal as a BYU basketball player has entered his name into the portal and how it may affect the roster look next season. We'll break that down for you, as well as getting to a conversation from BYU spring ball with linebacker Tyler Algier, a guy who's also played running back in his career back at running back for the time being, but will he move back to linebacker? We'll let him explain kind of that whole process and the thought process behind all of that. So all of that on today's show all brought to you, and we're proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, America's number one daily podcast network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get started. This is Locked On Cougars for March 19th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here on Locked On Cougars podcast is available everywhere podcasts are to be found so make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode love hearing from you guys and getting your thoughts on the podcast but uh, fingers crossed and i'm legitimately f- crossing my fingers as i record this because yesterday i was in the middle of posting yesterday's episode when the utah earthquake hit a 5.7 magnitude earthquake based right outside of magna utah uh, south of where the old Saltaire resort used to be on the shores of the great salt lake and Man, that was a crazy, crazy day. I knocked our radio station, the Zone Sports Network that I work for, off the air for the majority of the day. Just a wild day. So hopefully all of you listening to this are well. Hope you have some more peace of mind. I know this is a crazy, crazy week we've endured. Uh, just over a week ago, the NBA shut down their season, followed by every other league it felt like in the world, shutting down their seasons due to the coronavirus. And then here locally along the Wasatch Front, uh, earthquake hits on Wednesday. The biggest earthquake since 1992, the third biggest in Utah history, according to what I read yesterday. So a crazy day all the way around. And hopefully, like I said, all of you guys are well. And are enjoying your week uh, working from home or whatever you got going on. So thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast. Let's start off today with an interesting projection that ESPN put out yesterday. Uh, the basketball percentages index obviously tries to predict games uh, in terms of how good teams are when they go head to head. And they actually did a weighted uh, essentially a coin flip to project how the NCAA tournament would have played out according to Joe Lunardi's bracket that he had put out. BYU in that bracket was a number six seed and they were in the West regional. So Gonzaga also in this region is the number one seed, but BYU would open up the tournament as according to Lunardi as the six seed taking on number 11, Indiana. And that's kind of what a lot of people had projected. But the crazy thing about this whole basketball percentages index projection from E. ESPN is that, well, BYU goes to the national championship. I'll, I'm, I'm, am I burying the lead there? No, I'm not. I think I'm getting it right, out, right in front. And that's absolutely crazy to me. Uh, they project BYU to beat uh, number 11 Indiana in the first round. The quote here says, if there's one team BPI is underrating in this tournament, there's a good chance it's BYU. The Cougars spend a significant portion of their season without Yoli Childs for 13 games. Not only their best player, but a top 20 player on per minute basis, according to our win shares number. BPI doesn't know about specific missed time, so BYU is probably a little better than we have them rated. Regardless, it doesn't hold the Cougars back here as they get the win over the Hoosiers. Then in the second round, BYU is projected to take on number three Seton Hall. Uh, it's what you would expect. And says the Cougars rely on a strength here, three-point shooting to launch an efficient attack and end it early against Seton Hall. BYU ranked first in three-point field goal percentage in real life this season per Ken Palm so BYU essentially, according to this projection for the BPI, rolls to the sweet 16, and it's not even a not, like, not even a sweat. It's it feels like, based on what they're kind of projecting here. So I think that would have been a great season in BYU history to get to the Sweet 16. But this is where it gets fun. In the Sweet 16, BYU is projected to take on number 2 San Diego State. And it says, and another high seed fall. All of a sudden, life in Sim number 2020, speaking of the simulation they've done, has gotten awfully chaotic. The Cougars bounced the Aztecs, meaning BYU got revenge for the home loss earlier this season to San Diego State at the Marriott Center. Remember, without Yoli Childs. They also Held a thing a 12 point lead in that in the second half of that game, and the Cougar says the Cougars bounce the Aztecs, and that sets up an incredibly unlikely game between Yale and BYU with a shot at the Final Four on the line. So that means number 12 Yale has made a Cinderella run as the number 12 seed. And then in the lead eight, it says number six BYU over number twelve Yale. It says, and the Bulldogs' run is finally over. They took down some Goliaths, but ultimately it was an underrated six seed that got the best of them. Childs got the better of Atkinson at both ends of the floor, and as a result, the Cougars are moving on to Atlanta. Well, let's hang a banner outside the Marriott Center right now. BYU twenty twenty Final Four. They've ended the streak. Why not? let's have some fun with it. Every other team's going to have fun with this. Uh, Kansas was named the number 1 team overall in the country according to the final AP poll, which BYU finished number 18 in uh, yesterday and then in the final 4 here is where uh, the run ends for BYU. It says number oh sorry, excuse me. I didn't that doesn't mean the end run ends. actually gets even better. So they made the final 4 in Atlanta according to this projection. So it's number 6 seed BYU against number 6 seed Virginia. And it says the UVA offense finally held back the Cavaliers. Hot starts by Yoli Childs and Jake Toulson put the Cougars ahead by double digits at the half, and Virginia struggles to fight its way back into it. While BYU's run to the final was also, was also incredibly unlikely, it was actually slightly more likely than Wisconsin's, who BYU is projected to face in the national championship, according to this projection, bo- though both were just over 2%. Now the Cougars are the slight favorites to win the national championship. Yeah, I, are you sweating right now? Or are you foaming at the mouth? BYU playing for a national championship in basketball? What do you mean, Jake? Well, in the projection, unfortunately, the dream season comes to an end. The number four Wisconsin Badgers beat number six BYU in the national championship. It says the Badgers have done it in the college basketball season that made no sense. Wisconsin has come out relative out of relatively nowhere to take the national championships. The Badgers had less than a one percent chance to pull off this feat entering the tourney. It's a team effort, but Nate Reavers leads Wisconsin with 16 points. Uh, Coach Greg Gard is lauded for getting his for getting his group to play their best when it mattered the most. This is a team that did not begin the season in the AP's top 25 and only barely cracked in the last set of rankings. Not that any of that matters because the cha- the Badgers are now, insert simulated, champions. Well, BYU in their own right wasn't ranked to start the season. To, to see them make this projected run to the national championship, that would have been awesome to see. And it's unfortunate we're not going to see it because today would have been the day that BYU would be would have begun this run In theory, uh, towards the national championship, because the NCAA basketball tournament was set to kick off or begin tip off, I guess I should say at 10 a.m. Mountain Time here along the Wasatch Front, and it's just it's devastating to think about the fact that we should all be celebrating all kinds of buzzer beaters and Cinderella runs and upsets and the like, but we're not going to get that, and it it is what it is. But it was cool to see the basketball percentages index show BYU making that run to the championship game, and hey. If you're going to have some fun with it, because teams are going to claim different things from these seasons that aren't fully completed, hang a Final Four banner and say, you know what, Joe Lunardi and ESPN declared it, so we're going to go with it. I think it'd be a ton of fun. It'd be quite the power play on BYU's part. Can you imagine the response from opposing fan bases if BYU were to hang up a Final Four banner in the Marriott Center (laughs) and even a National Championship appearance banner? Man would it be fun? I, I'm, I'm an advocate for it, but I like stirring things up and I think it would absolutely be hilarious to hear the response of that coming down. Alright, coming up here in just a second, we're going to flip uh, the switch and talk some BYU football. Actually, oh, excuse me. We're going to talk BYU basketball. A, a player, Blaze Neal, has entered the NCAA transfer portal that I have confirmed via my sources. We'll talk about that and how it affects BYU's roster makeup looking ahead to next season. We'll get to that and then later on on today's show, we're going to get to some BYU football news a bracket among 64 teams from ESPN has BYU in it we'll talk about how they did in that and also get to a conversation with Tyler Algier junior linebacker slash running back for BYU he talks about playing both sides of the ball uh, for the BYU football program. Let's get to all of that. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that on this podcast, you probably have heard a number of our advertising partners who have been on with us for quite some time. You can think of uh, companies like Deseret First Credit Union. We have Spavia with us currently. We've had All Guard Pest Control with us, and they should be re signing with us here in the next little bit. What I want you guys to know is if you've been a listener to Locked On Cougars, I'm sure you've heard all of those great advertisers working with us to reach sports fans. Right now is a critical time without actual sports on TV podcast or numbers across the Locked On Podcast Network and particularly this podcast have rocketed up because people are trying to find an escape uh, as they don't have sports on their TV each and every day. What you may not know is that Locked On Cougars is a great way for your local business to reach passionate BYU fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Cougars gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners and not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with BYU fans fans that are predominantly a male audience as well educated with disposable income and let's get your company product or service right here on Locked On Cougars. Local fans love to support local businesses so text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LOCKEDONPODCAST.COM slash advertising and let us know who you are we'll get our team to help you achieve Locked On advertising success so once again text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LOCKEDONPODCAST.COM slash advertising to learn more. We look forward to hearing from you and working with you right here on Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Alright guys, let's stay on some BYU basketball news. Blaze Neild, who was projected to be a junior guard for BYU next season, has decided to enter his name into the NCAA transfer portal as of yesterday. I confirmed this news. Verbal Commits on Twitter at Verbal Commits had the first report and I reached out to my sources who fill me in on transfer portal news and they confirmed that Blaze Neild is indeed in the NCAA transfer portal. And this is a little bit of a surprising move because Neild transferred to BYU from USU Eastern uh, down there in Pride last offseason, was a walk-on player for BYU after one year at the JUCO ranks and had a really good JUCO season with USU Eastern. He averaged 20 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists per game. So you thought coming into BYU, he could provide a scoring punch off the bench. Alas, BYU had 7 seniors on this team. Uh, they rode uh, guys like TJ Hawes as well as Jake Toulson along that guard line. Alex Barcelo, a transfer from Arizona in his own right, really held things down and it limited uh, his so- the sophomore year for Neal to just 17 appearances in games, scoring a grand total of 12 points in 59 minutes played, and apparently he's uh, he's frustrated with his playing time and decided he wants to move on. I was projecting he was actually going to end up with a scholarship, I thought, on next year's team. I thought he was going to play a bigger role as BYU kind of retooled their guard line, but alas, he's decided to enter his name into the NCAA transfer portal, and I can't blame him for it. If he wasn't going to get that scholarship that he's probably been working for, well, you have to see what you can do. Maybe you can reach out to another program, latch on with them, and get a scholarship because uh, the, the, the financial uh, hardship that it incurs for guys who are walk-on athletes with a BYU program or just any college basketball program in general, it's tough to deal with because you have to be able to handle all the bills that normally would have been uh, taken care of by a scholarship. And his name entered his name into the NCAA transfer portal. Let me be clear about this. This is not the first time a BYU student athlete has entered his name as a walk-on into the portal in an effort to secure a scholarship. Just last offseason, in, in football, Peyton Wilgar entered his name in the NCAA transfer portal and ended up getting uh, the getting a scholarship as a result of BYU realizing, hey, we want to keep this guy here and we want to give him a scholarship. It could be a power play here by Neal to see if he can force the BYU basketball program's hand to give him a scholarship. Regardless, he will have uh, the ability to communicate with any program around the country. There are 354 of them now in Division One basketball, also teams at the Division Two and Division Three level. Uh, but I'm expecting get his opportunities to look around and see what he can land so how does this affect BYU going forward well it means that along the guard line for BYU there's an open spot now projected into the 2021 2020-2021 uh, season looking forward that BYU's got to fill here uh, Spencer Johnson is a junior college transfer coming in from Salt Lake Community College expected to play along that guard line Gideon George is kind of a swing man forward type out of the JUCO ranks as well who joins BYU so both of them should be expected to play plenty. Alex Barcelo is probably your starting point guard for BYU next year and that may have also led to uh, Blaze Neal's decision to enter the NCAA transfer portal. Connor Harding probably a guy who plays along the guard line as well and takes on a bigger role so the guard line in theory should be able to absorb this loss of Blaze Neal because you also have guys like Hunter Erickson coming back off a mission. Uh, Along the front line you have Wyatt Lowell and Richard Harward coming off of their year in residence as NCAA transfers from UVU and both of them I'm telling you guys are going to be in the starting lineup for BYU you'll have guys like Gavin Baxter and Kobe Lee along the front line competing for playing time as well so I look at BYU's roster currently and I think that they'll be able to absorb the loss of Blaze Neal easier than I think some may have projected but it's also disappointing to see a guy like this give up right when it felt like hey you have an opportunity You, you needed this. this year was not going to be kind of the rule for you it was rather the exception but apparently Blaze Neal is frustrated the biggest question mark in terms of the scholarship that Blaze Neal could have occupied is that of Jesse Wade's scholarship Jesse Wade obviously the transfer from Gonzaga has dealt with recurring knee injuries has knocked him out of the last two seasons of course he had to set out one year as a transfer from gonzaga but those knee injuries have threatened to completely derail his basketball career and maybe potentially force him to medically retire if blaze neal is transferring i take it as a sign that jesse wade is going to give it a go and see what he can do next year despite his bulky knee issues We'll see if that ultimately plays out the way he hopes it does. You'd like to see like Jesse Wade get his opportunity to show what he can do on the basketball court. Because of the prep ranks, he was among the best shooters I've seen in the state of Utah in recent memory. So he's got the ability. It's just a matter of can his knees hold up and allow him to kind of accomplish what's been projected for him. So that makes me think that Blaze kneeled. Maybe he was thinking, okay, that guy might be retiring, speaking of Jesse Wade, and then decided, well, it sounds like Jesse Wade's going to try going, so I'm going to see what I can do in the end. NCAA transfer portal. This is all pure speculation on my part, so let's be clear about that. But I look at BYU's guard line, and I feel like they can absorb this loss of Blaze Neal, but it is disappointing to see him uh, maybe pull up, uh, pull out of a, of a race where he actually maybe could have done some things. But that's his decision. That's ultimately it. It's his decision uh, as to what he wants to do with his playing career. And I wish him nothing but the best going forward, regardless if he ends up remaining at BYU or moves on to a new program. We'll be looking to see what Blaze Neal can do at the in the collegiate ranks. He's got two years of eligibility remaining, and we'll see how he handles uh, the transition regardless of where he ends up. So there you go, some thoughts on the BYU basketball program with the news that Blaze Neal has entered the NCAA transfer portal. Alright, we'll switch gears now and talk some BYU football. I'll get into a conversation that we that I had uh, along with Jay Drew from the Salt Lake Tribune. you hear him as well, but mainly me, uh, talking with Tyler Algier, junior linebacker slash running back for BYU. He talks about playing both sides of the ball for BYU. This is from early on, earlier on in spring ball. had this conversation. We'll get to that next and as well as talking about ESPN projecting BYU and their own 64-team field for the college football football season from 2019 interesting to see where BYU got lined up in this. We'll talk about that all coming up next. Before we do that, though, reminder for you guys that listening to this podcast is really easy, and I know that a lot of you are working from home. You're not commuting as much. Maybe you're not getting out on the road as much because you're self-isolating at home. We've been asked to, obviously, socially distance ourselves to prevent the spread of coronavirus, flatten the curve, as they say, and I completely understand the reasoning behind that. But what I want to tell you guys is you guys that are spending time at home more often than you would have otherwise, you can still listen to this podcast, and it's real easy to do. Most of you have a smart speaker in your home, or at least you have a smartphone. You can tell that smart device, play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast, and you'll always be up to date with the latest in BYU news, as well as sharing the insider information that I have that you can't find anywhere else on this daily podcast. We're here for you guys each and every day, providing a little bit of an escape for you, hopefully, helping you guys kind of navigate these uncharted waters when it comes to not having Sports on TV, but we're still talking BYU sports each and every day. So make sure to hit tell your smart device, play the latest episode of Locked On Cougars, and that way you'll always be the smartest BYU fan in the room. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16 car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, The cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Alright guys, BYU football obviously had a disappointing end to their season last year, but uh, ESPN is still having some fun with brackets. Like I said yesterday on yesterday's podcast, we're going to start having some fun with brackets as well here on the podcast. working on putting those together right now. Stay tuned on social media for that. We'll have those for you here shortly. But uh, an interesting thing, BYU football... Was projected to be in a 64 team field for the for an NCAA hypothetical 64 team tournament in college football. Well, BYU was the 62nd seeded team in the in that tournament, meaning they were a 16 seed. Who did they get matched up with as a number one seed in the hypothetical tournament that Chris Lowe put together? None other than the Alabama Crimson Tide. And it was not close, according to the projections. A 45-7 route in favor of the Crimson Tide. And interesting to see BYU even projected to make the tournament. I understand that they were uh, looking to maybe a potential nine-win season at one point late in last year's season. But after that disappointing end of the year, just kind of put a damper on things. But it was fun to see BYU projected to be in in that tournament, despite getting trounced by one of the blue bloods of the college football world with Nick Saban and Alabama, but interesting to see BYU there. Well, on the field in actual time, BYU has a guy who has been capable of contributing at two different positions and has proven he can do it at a high level at both spots, and that is junior linebacker slash running back Tyler Algier. I had a chance to speak with him earlier on in spring ball. Jay Drew was also alongside and asked a couple of questions, so let's get to that conversation. Tyler Algier speaking with Jay Drew and myself earlier on during during spring ball about playing two sides of the b- play on both sides of the ball for BYU and where he's projected to be for the remainder of the 2020 season coming up this fall. You've made the switch now back to running back. You've played all over the field so far in your career, but what's it like being back a running back at least for this spring?
1: You no, know, it's, it's good. Just being back with the boys. The boys just uh, towing the rock and all that. Yeah, it's been a fun t- fun time with Harv. Harv in the room. So you know, just learning from him and then. Uh, just uh, teaching the guys that switched, especially Jackson, Kafusi, just teaching him with, uh, ropes, ropes
0: and uh, Theo, Theo Dawson and all of that. So it's going good. Can you help a guy like Jackson having made the switch to linebacker and then coming back to running backwards? He makes that transition. Oh, for sure. Like he... Like, there's some things he, he may be confused of, but he just he always
1: asks questions, and we're always there for him, so, I mean, like, he's not going to end up, like, by the end of the day, he's not going to end up, like, what's this, what's this, because he's most likely going to know, because he got, like, a whole a room full of backs that are ready to teach him. Are you going to stump for Harvey to get the full-time gig? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, we, we we really appreciate Harvey, like, his insights on everything, mm-hmm. on everything, so hopefully, hopefully he does stay. We'll really enjoy that, but...
0: What sets him apart in your mind as a coach?
1: I would say just his insight. Okay. Like yeah, his real his real insight. You know, especially since he's played mm-hmm. since he's played running back before and all of that. Just being in the being in his shoes and then just yeah, his really his mindset, his mindset, his insights on everything
0: is really like changes. Can you build off of what you did in that Hawaii bowl, especially in that second half? Do you feel like? Oh, for sure. Yeah for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Was there uncertainty that you'd play running back or
1: linebacker? No. I think it's pretty set. No, was it set oh. coming out of the bowl game
0: into the off season?
1: Oh yeah. I, I think yeah, your was probably gonna play running back okay. by then by next next season or this next spring. But yeah. Is there a
0: party that still says, Hey, I'm ready to make another switch if I have to at some point?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, if, yeah, when, yeah. if whatever they need me, honestly, yeah. <laughs> But I talked to Kalani, and he like once he like, cause uh, he ended up offering me a okay. full ride. So I talked to Kalani. He was like, "Yeah, we you did good at linebacker, but I think you're we running back." So,
0: so when did they put you on scholarship? Is that just this past off
1: season? Yeah, this off okay. season. How was that experience? It was good. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stress off my back, but you know the grind doesn't stop. So I mean, it's just like one challenge done. So, on to the next. So, I mean,
0: what is kind of your mindset as you go through the rest of spring here? What are you trying to accomplish?
1: You know, just uh, perfecting the plays, perfecting the plays, getting my blocking down. It's just like, just personal goals, really. Personal goals, just getting school done. Just okay. getting, getting school done especially because spring ball started, so everything's stressed out. But, yeah, it's really, it's really it. Okay. Did you meet uh, Devontae Henry Cole when he came? I did. Yeah. What you take on him? He's a good guy. He's a good guy, Yeah very fast. Wow. Yeah. yeah,
0: he's a fast guy. So I didn't know him outside of Before that, I'm guessing.
1: No, no, it.
0: There you go, Tyler Algier, BYU linebacker slash running back. I guess we can just call him BYU running back Tyler Algier because it sounds like for all intents and purposes, he will be with the BYU running back position group until otherwise notified. And I appreciate his willingness to do what he's doing. It was also good to hear just barely heard him confirm he is on scholarship now. And that's great news for a young man like that. He's proven his versatility. He's proven his worth to the program as a walk-on athlete who's not a member of the Church of Jesus. Christ of Latter-day Saints coming from the Inland Empire area down there in Southern California. Good to see him make good on his bet on himself and get that scholarship that he frankly deserves, honestly. And good to hear from him and thank him for taking the time to join us here on the podcast. So uh, there you go, conversation with him. Uh, I think he's going to be a guy who's going to be a big part of BYU's team, regardless of wherever he lines up in 2020. For the time being, it appears he'll be a running back. But if he does play linebacker, he's proven he can be an option there as well. And it's good to hear him having an optimistic attitude about playing both sides of the ball wherever he lines up. He just wants to get on the field and play. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Can't thank you, and I thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast. It is a blast to be with you guys each and every day. I do need to give a shout-out today to our good friend Tyler uh, Bergner. uh, Excuse me, Tyler. Hopefully I pronounced your last name correctly. He sent me a message on Twitter last night. You can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch, and he sent me a note that said, Jake, thanks so much for doing the Locked On Cougars podcast every day. I listen to every episode at work, and it keeps me sane during these crazy times. Thanks again. Well, Tyler, thank you. I uh, also said that I have a, my rotation of podcasts I go through during the day, and Locked on Cougars is absolutely always first. And man, that's. <laughs> That makes my day, honestly. Guys like that, like Tyler, we've had other people, Kent Tingy, I believe, uh, up there in Pocatello, reached out last week. A number of you have reached out over the last few days to thank me for doing this podcast every day. And I can't thank you guys enough for taking the time to listen to me ramble on about BYU Sports each and every day. But it is a blast to be with you guys every day, talking about the Cougars, kind of keeping you up to date on everything going on with BYU Sports. And I want to encourage you guys to just continue to stay with us. We're going to be with you guys, we're going to carry you through this dark time without sports. We'll make sure that we have some fun as well as getting you all the information you need to know about the Cougars because that is our goal every day is to make you the smartest BYU fans in the room. And that only happens if you guys are with us each and every day and can't thank you guys enough for taking the time to join us here. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the show. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars to stay up to date with the latest when it comes to BYU sports as well as the podcast. Drop us a note anytime you want, locked on at BYU at Gmail. Dot com. Love to hear from you guys, get your guys' thoughts on what's going on in your world when it comes to BYU sports, your kind of thoughts on what is going on with the Cougars and the like. And also, like I said, mention uh, that you follow my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. Hit that follow or subscribe button on whichever podcast provider you're listening to us on. That way you'll never miss an episode of this show. We'll talk to you guys soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 19th, 2020. We will talk to you tomorrow.